Hey everybody and welcome back to Down for the Count. I am your girl Tiffany E and on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, we want to welcome you to our Royal Rumble special edition episode. In this episode, you're going to hear us begin to break down each match that occurred in the Royal Rumble. We're going to start with the kickoff show and then we're going to end with the men's Royal Rumble, the final match. We're going to give you our overall impression of the show, break down each match, and we're also going to grade it. And then we're going to tell you how we felt about everything. The special appearances, the outfits, we're going to give you the whole nine. So I hope you guys are ready, and I hope you guys enjoy this Royal Rumble edition of Down for the Count. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and whoever else and whatever identity you want to claim, thank you for tuning into another special edition of Down for the Count podcast. My name's Nicole, and with me I have Tiffany and Alexis. Say hi, ladies. Hello. Um, so today, obviously, is a little bit of a special, um, special episode. We're strictly going to just cover the Royal Rumble. That's what we were planning on originally anyways, but honestly, so many huge things happened. We figure we just dedicate a whole episode to it. So <clears throat> we're going to start off about what did you, I was at work during the pre-show and I didn't bother rewatching it when I got home because I feel like other cool shit happened. So what did you guys <laughs> think about the pre-show? <laughs> well, Alexis, did you watch the pre-show? I watched the pre-show. Um, they had uh, Seamus and Chad Gable and Andrade versus Humberto. And um, I probably just butchered that. Sorry. But um, honestly, there was nothing really to write home about. It, um, if anything, they meet, they were just like, they're trying to rebuild this feud up between Andrade and Humberto now okay. since he's back, which I'm all here for. Give the White Power Ranger a chance. Um, <laughs> and, you, and I mean, just because I noticed this too, just because it's on pre-show, they're not phoning in it. They, they don't phone it in. They're just like, look, okay, we're pre-show but we are still going to go harder. And I've noticed that the last yeah. couple of shows where the pre-shows people are just going in harder than people on the actual show itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But it, I mean, like I said, nothing to write home about, but the matches were good. They were entertaining and they got people kind of psyched up for, for the actual show itself. So it was fun. Well, I missed, um, Chad Gable and Sheamus's match, but I kind of figured Sheamus would win, so I didn't think I missed anything. Um, but I did watch Andrade and Umberto's match, and I did like it. But they, he always plays well off of Umberto and Rey Mysterio, and even Finn Balor and like Alistair Black. Like I think Andrade just pretty much vibes with anybody as long as they have talent and he's able to bring something out of them when they're in the ring. He had a pretty decent match. It was it wasn't any different than what we would see on like Monday Night Raw. Andrade pretty much pulls out the stops in any match he puts on. So in that regard, the pre-show was okay. Um <clears throat> they could have I mean I hate I hate to say it, but we're gonna get into it anyway. They could have put Lacey and Bailey's match on the pre-show and shortened it, but I understand the point of that match, but you guys, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Uh-huh. Okay. 
So the first match of the night was Baron Corbin, King, King Corbin, whatever the fuck he wanted to be calling himself, <laughs> and Roman Reigns at a Falls Count Anywhere's match, which I wasn't surprised this was first because I figured they would end up being in the Men's Royal, which right. um, we should talk about. Well, actually, we'll talk about what the fuck ever. You, okay, so what do you guys think? I um, I like this match. I knew that at some point, um, I knew at some point that um, King Calyu would send his jesters out there. So I was Stop looking it. for it. I was waiting. <laughs> I and it happened right when they got to the back. It was where they were in the dugout. It was it was away from the dugout. But it was in a corner where all the roadie um, cases and trunks are. They came out there and took out Roman. After Roman had, like, Samoan dropped um, King Calyu, like, twice on two separate media tables. And I was like, I don't even know how he was able to get up after that, especially after he got slammed through that announcer's table and it did not give. So I was just like, okay, I'm waiting for them to come out there. They came out there. And Bobby Roode, with his tiny arms, was trying to grab. <laughs> it was so funny because he was trying to grab Roman, and he kept like he just couldn't get it. So then Dolph comes over there to help, and they're just it was, it was comical. The Usos came out there to help, and eventually it led to just going back to Roman and Corbin, and I was just like, okay. Let's see where this leads. It looked like Corbin was going get to the, get the pin. And I was like, ooh, yeah, that's another point for me. I'll be right again. But then Roman won, and I was like, okay. I'm still happy about that. <laughs> the spear was a little weak at the end, but I'm, I wasn't mad about it. Because, I mean, he, he had went through, like, at this point, it was table number four. Once they got to the media, the tables in the back where the roadie stuff was. So I was like, okay, I don't know how many times you could take a slam to the floor and the table, but he did the best he could. Right. I was bored with it, to be honest with you. Like, it was so, like, this is the problem I had with most of the Rumble matches, and I'm not sure if anybody will agree with me, but it just seemed like they were going so damn slow. Like, like I was still, I was still trying to finish up cooking, um, when the Roman Corbin match came on, but it's like every time I look up, because you think like a false count anywhere match, like they're going to be wailing on each other, especially because they've been trying to build up a feud with these two. But it's like every, every time I looked up from cooking, it was like, okay, they're walking. Okay, they're walking. They're still fucking walking. Why are you still walking? Do something. Oh, there's just so a they were drop. On the field. They were literally on the field, and it was like, they had the first of all the people in the audience were not moving, so I was watching it. Corbin had to literally make room so he can move, cause it's a false count anywhere. You don't want to be just standing in one spot. You want to move around so you can try to make this match as interesting as possible. But the people were just corralling around them. They did not have enough event staff out there. That didn't happen until they got towards the end. That's when the extra staff came out there and extra security and some of those guys that be in the back, that's when they came out there to kind of push people back. They still didn't have enough event staff out there. It still wasn't enough. All right. 
That's that's kind of scary. But I also was thinking this too, because we all knew that the Usos and Dolph and Brood were going to get involved. Why didn't they just make a tag match between the two of them? Because, because that'd be too much going on. Yeah, and we and, and to be honest, you were bored with that. You damn sure was going to be bored with that. Yeah. Like, you were not going to sit through a tag match between the two of them. No, not you through anybody. You just weren't going to do that. So I didn't have a problem. Like I said, I knew that it was going to happen. I was expecting it. I just was trying to see where they were going to do it. They had plenty of opportunities. It was just they waited until they got to that area to go ahead and attack. And that, it kind of changed the tide of the match just a little bit. Because the Usos was laid out after they attacked them. They laid them out. I was like, oh, shit, Corbin might actually win this shit. Like, it's a false count anywhere match. So... I wasn't really pissed off about it. It's plausible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't have a problem with the match. I liked it. Eh. Eh. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just, like, this is no shade toward Roman. Because you can only work with what you have. But it's just, like... That that was that was just so that was like really weird match to me because it was just like you know they st- I mean I get it because you know Roman stuffed him in a fucking porta potty even though yeah you because know, you know Baron poured food like dog food all over him and, and I'm just like what what the fuck. <laughs> I was mad because do you know what I saw? Shit on him. What? The only part I saw was well, I this was like in a gif was that it was that weird match. It was that weird graphic they had of Roman. I liked his graphic. The one that was scary. You talking yeah. about the, like, like a bronze statue of him? Yeah. I love that. I, I don't hated like it. Why? It's scary looking. I love that thing. I loved it. I thought it was dope. It was so dope. It was the only one of all the graphics that looked semi-real. I hated it. I loved it. I thought it was okay. Wasn't really a big fan of it, but, you know, whoever's stealing their computer graphics, what they, they actually, the graphics look good. I'm not gonna lie. But, uh, that was just weird. Like, are you are you giving are you giving him a bronze statue later on? Maybe. <laughs> if they do, I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> I like Roman. I don't care what they give him. I liked him too, but that was mm-mm. That's weird. All right. What was the next match? I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a very weird 24 hours for me <laughs> women's royal rumble was next yes oh boy here we go i love the women's royal rumble i loved it i thought having bianca started with bliss was ingenious i liked the way that it flowed it wasn't it wasn't choppy and they had some competitors that i thought they could do without but for the most part that was my favorite match of the whole night. I love that match. I did too. It was good. Um, I honestly, from watching this year's, comparing to last year's, last year's was horrible compared to this one. 
Well, I didn't like, I, I liked the first year, obviously. I did not like the first year. And my problem with the first year, it was, it was just so bloated. It was yeah. just so many people in there for too long. And it had no flow and it was just chaotic. And obviously we knew that she was going to win. Like we knew that was going to happen. So it's whatever, which was like, we were fine. Cause that's what, that's what you wanted. But at the same time, no other people got shine. Like, I don't remember anything anybody did, even then. No. Well, I remember the first Royal Rumble, one of my big things was when Asuka came out and then um, Ember came out. She had, like, the match on TakeOver the night before. She had her arm all wrapped up. She's coming out there with the NXT women's title, her arm all wrapped up, and she goes right for Asuka. Yeah, that that's about it. But just the flow of the match last year was so bad, and I didn't realize how much. I, re- I knew I didn't like it, but I didn't realize I hated it until I watched this one. I said, oh, my God. It's literally like not, it's night and day, complete night yeah. and day. So whoever booked the match good kudos to you yeah it was a really good match okay. everybody and... did really good except for <clears throat> lana irritated my soul she she came out with a microphone uh, and talked her way to the ring like she literally talked the whole time she was walking to the ring it's like Dropped she thinks she's mic. MJF. She well, yeah, she's horrible. She's, she's not good enough. Like you have to have you have to be good enough to be on the microphone, and she just she just isn't. So it's the way she says "my Bobby" that irritates me more. I don't know why, but the way she says that. It just like you know that that girl who like her whole life or her whole world is her boyfriend, and she can't yeah. like pull her head out of his ass to see the, that the sky is blue. Yes, that's what it remind. I think that's what it reminds me of. But it's just like uh, I can't with her. And then she comes out wearing that choir robe. This one was in red. And she got, she's like, well, you know what? They made fun of me so bad on online. I'm going to put feathers on it and see if that makes them not get going on me harder. <laughs> like, those weren't even fake feathers, man. That's like the crap you see from, like, those little cheap-ass boas at Party City that, like, fall apart after the night's done. Like, Lana, watch Drag Race. Like, if you want to know how to do shit, watch Drag Queen. Or like, it's she could have just... Ask Bianca to make her gear for her. Or, or whoever made Carmella's gear, because that shit now, was awesome. Okay, we'll get to that, because... I didn't that, like it. I... What? I, did. I loved it. I didn't like it. I loved it. Um, We can kind of... I have the, list, the entrant list over here, so like we said, <clears throat> Alexa and Bianca start off, and this is the best I've seen Alexa look. Yeah. I think yeah. ever. So she was a G Iron Woman that match. Like she yeah. was one of the I, I kinda hope she's okay because when she hit her head, like she hit hard. I think she's yeah. fine. I think she's fine. I think she's 
I think she's a lot tougher than what they give her credit for, so that's why I'm kind of mad they babied her for this long. I'm like, tired. let her let her do what she wants to do. Like, she did. She looked great, and she did yeah. her job. She did her job looking, not only looking good um, and carrying her own weight, but also not overshadowing Bianca, because it was the whole first part was it Bianca was a showcase for Bianca. I can't nobody convince me otherwise. I agree. Um, yeah. And she showed out. Shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> whatever Bianca is doing back there, must they must love her because she's finally seeing the light. But um, <laughs> we'll go over a few of the entrants. Like we, Lana was number five, but before she came out, it was Mighty Molly, which is so cute to see. Um, Nikki yes. Cross, um, Mercedes Martinez came in at six. Which I was so, and that's also another person that obviously they think highly of. This is her second. This is her second match at a WWE period. Correct. And she's in the mm-hmm. Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like, you know, the with Martinez, like if she, Martinez has been doing this for a while, so she's not, you know, like a spring chicken like the rest of them are on the, on the main roster. But, like, if you want someone to help train your women, she is one of them. Like, you want her to teach your women how to do stuff. Because she has wrestled everywhere, like, all over the world. And she is amazing, and I love her. <laughs> I will fight for her. Right. Uh, that's, that's, my Puerto, that's my Puerto Rican mom. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to beat us all with the, with the fucking sandal. And we'll yeah. sit there and smile and enjoy it. <laughs> And then we have um, Liv Morgan. Now that gear. I loved Liv's gear. I loved it. It was awesome. I saw her. I said, Liv, where do you think you're going? <laughs> I thought it was, it was, that was my favorite gear next to Bianca's. I just loved it. She looked amazing in it. Like it really, it really fit her, especially, um, this is just a, just a, personal rant of mine but I'm really fucking tired of these wrestling fanboys like every time Liv Morgan comes out no matter what outfit she's wearing like two hours later there's like a uh she's like they like manipulated the picture to making her look like Harley Quinn stop it just stop it we <laughs> we get it we know it Instead of manipulating looking like Harley Quinn, do you know who she actually looked like? Was Black Cat. I got Sindel until with her hair now that silver blonde platinum blonde color. Yeah, especially with the um, outfit she had on last night. I do give Black Cat. She had had a mask on. That's all I would have seen. Such a good. Oh, that's such a good gear. It I wonder so who make awesome. it. I liked it. It was so good. Um, and then after her, speaking of gear, Mandy Rose. <sighs> okay. I, I just didn't understand. I liked it. I liked it, but I don't have no idea how she moved in it. I liked it though. It just looked like it was it was like her butt was eating it and then she had a wedgie. And then the front like that that concept I've seen a lot with the swimsuits. So, 
I just don't like. I just it wasn't that I didn't like it. It was different. I just wish. I don't know. The execution of it could have been better. The, the the like the high brief panty part for me took took me out a little bit. And then I was like, well, if it's high like that in the front, like one little string and everybody going to see you, Coochie. I promise you that. Like it was, it, it was a lot to take in visually. It was a lot to take in. I liked the, I liked it when it was gold. Like, cause I like, I'm a sucker for sequins. So when she came out, I'm like, this bitch is covered in gold sequins. Okay. I can rock with this. And then like later on when she's in there, you notice it's that, uh, it was that big scene that was a fad for a while. The, uh, the mermaid, like the, they call it the mermaid scales because you could flip the, flip the sequins over and they're different colors on each side. Yeah. Her outfit was like that. And I was just like, that is, uh, <laughs> I think it her I really liked it but that it was like that outfit was like 80% there. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 80% there. Um also her spot with um Otis. That, that was, was so the cutest thing. Like where did he come from? Yeah, like he's I just laying know. down there. <laughs> So I don't I don't know where he came from, but it was a cute spot and it was funny. Oh, their whole that I'm... whole thing, yeah, that whole thing was like hilarious. I love that spot. Yeah. Um, who else do we have after her? Well, after them, uh, Mandy was Candice Lorraine, um, Candice Lorraine, then Sonya Deville, then Kyrie Sane. Yeah. Oh, Nikki, don't forget Nikki Cross. She oh, said no, she was earlier. yeah, she was number four. Mhm. And. Can't, like Candice LeRae, I think obviously like a lot of the NXT girls that weren't uh, Bianca, and then we'll get to the last one. We're basically there for like fillers, so it's like I feel is pointless to like go into it. They were there to obviously so you can see the talent that they have going on. And yeah, because I don't even remember. I'm not trying to be mean, but I don't remember Candice doing much. I don't remember her. She was she was very in and out. And they did the same thing to Tegan Knox, which I was really shocked by. Yeah. yeah. And Dakota Kai. Because I remember Dakota being in there. And I was sitting there. And I was like, where's Dakota Kai at? Yeah. She got eliminated. But it was just like, they got nice pops when they came out there. But after that, unless you were really paying attention, you didn't know how they got eliminated or who eliminated them. Which... I liked because that was my problem with last year because I was because I remember a lot of time I'm like you people need to start throwing people out so I don't understand why everyone kept trying to and you can tell was getting crowded in the ring yeah I was like honestly and this is my like I know they obviously like they have to hit they want them to hit certain spots but I'm feeling like if I'm a wrestler and I'm in a bridal royal I don't care who I throw out honestly as long as it's not people who are supposed to be the last two or three. Right. Or actually the last four. I don't care about who else. You just, especially if it's crowded like that, I'm just going to toss your ass out. I'm sorry, but, or you could toss me out. I don't care. Too many <laughs> people in here. That's, that's my concern. As long as, like, the people who, okay, this is the final four, three, two, 
they need to make sure they're pro- we need to make sure they're protected. I'll give f about anybody else. We just got to get out of here in a timely manner, so it's not just a bunch of bullshit going on. And that's what happened last year. Yeah. I think I think they some people stayed in too longer than they should have, and then some people didn't stay in long enough like they should have. Yeah, but that I, but sense. again, like I'm not too messed up, too torn up about that. And after those, we had Mia Yim at 12, which is a good number. Um, Dana Brooke, um, and Tamina and Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. The combined of 13, 14, and 15 were probably, and actually Chelsea Green, because that's another one. They were probably all in there for maybe a combined five minutes, if that. Now, I got a, I got a problem with Chelsea Green's outfit. I got a problem with Chelsea Green, period. This is going like to turn into a big Fashion Files version. Yeah. Her outfit is <laughs> basic, just like Dana's was basic. So yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. Yes, yeah, you should have done. If you're gonna come out in that in that first, see, I love the coat. The coat was cute. I loved it. If you're gonna wear a fur coat to ring, you just gotta go a like thousand. Something. Yeah. Don't be. Don't. She should have had. She should have wore something like what Mandy wore, like sequins. Like she should have went out. I agree. If that's your gimmick, if you're like this, basically like this like rich girl like elite athlete thing with your manager and stuff you got to dress like it i agree yeah like there's a a picture i saw of chelsea green and it's that her gear that petnobismal barbie pink i cannot stand that color like that color should not be in existence i'm sorry to anybody who likes it but and then like State like who posted it? They zoomed in on her eyeshadow. It looked horrible. And then she put glitter in her hair. Now I am a child of the '90s. I rocked the glitter in my hair. I'll do it now. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying this. When you when you wear if it's now then whatever. When you wear glitter in your hair, you don't wear enough to the point where it mats down. The top of your head to make <laughs> your hair just look like this, and it also shouldn't like look like you have glittery lice on your head. That's like that's how you. Those are like the two rules wearing glitter, and it's just like I'm looking at her. I'm like, who let you out of the back looking like this? If someone told you you'd look good, they were lying to you. Was I couldn't it. tell the color of it. It was pink. It was like and pink. They made sure and... she zoomed in on it on her page. And I was just looking at it. I was like, oh, 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 that's bad. I mean, it was just, it, and it wasn't combed in there. That was the problem I had. It was just a big, like somebody just dipped their hand in the jar and just. <laughs> See, I told you. It just globbed it on her part, like right <laughs> Right at the front, it just left it there. It was like, okay, gonna let that dry down. <laughs> Shake some more glitter on top. It was really bad. It's so bad. It looks horrible. I felt bad for her. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, poor baby. 
It's gonna get okay. It's gonna be okay. Don't worry. I like how you say poor baby, but then you laugh afterwards. Oh, it's so sad, though. <laughs> okay, well, like, you know that glitter they sell at Target? I don't know if y'all have seen this in the hair section, but it's that glitter that they sell in, like, it looks like plastic syringes. Oh. It Because I've, I've seen this at music festivals where, where – Girls, girls or guys put it in their hair. Well, if you're a girl or a guy with long hair, especially thick hair like Chelsea Green, and you don't try to attempt to wash it out or anything like that, that's what happens. It just looked like freaking buildup. Like she Ooh. didn't wash it the night before. And then she's like, well, I'm just going to put more on it. And then at first I thought when she came out, I said, that girl's got lice in her hair. I can see it. <laughs> oh, my God. It was bad. <laughs> well, she wasn't in there long, so you didn't have to look at it, fortunately. Sure wasn't. I think Bliss eliminated her. Thank yeah. you, Alexa. Melissa had, I mean, honestly, Alexa was probably offended. She she perpetually always has good hair. So she's probably like, uh-uh, no. You yeah, gotta go. She just like, so, so, yeah. So like the next that, two people no. were, um, Charlotte Flair at 17 mm-hmm. and Naomi returns at 18 which is something yeah. I was kind of spoiled to earlier in the day and then after that I was like okay I don't I don't need to know anything else about whatever was going on so that's just like whatever well there's a there's a rumor going around now that there's supposed to be like more support Prize entrances this year in the Women's Royal Rumble, but shit was getting leaked. Like, apparently, like, Lita was supposed to be there, Victoria's supposed to be there, and I'm like... Victoria- I don't see Victoria being there. Yeah, but Victoria wasn't there. That was some, that was some shit that was Brad Shepard um, made up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lita, I think, was probably there for backup, and when I get to the backup person, I'll talk about it more. Yeah, because, I mean... I I didn't have a problem with the entrants that were from NXT being there, but I thought they were gonna bring in people from NXT UK too. And I was I was kind of upset that they didn't. Cause I thought that would at least get some more eyes on NXT UK and you could showcase some of those people. You know, you just had a good worlds collide. And unless they were tired out from competing then, I felt like they could have competed in the Rumble. I didn't see anything wrong with that. Well, see, I have to, I have to disagree. I kind of have to throw shade at that because there were people who performed or at least went overseas because, like, Bianca was over there at Worlds Collide. She was in the audience. She didn't wrestle. But that's still, you know, a really long fucking flight. No, so that's Kali was in was um in Houston. Oh, it was in Houston. Yeah. I thought they were overseas. No. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners. I'm like been completely out of it today, so I do apologize. But I thought they were. I thought they were overseas. No, I was here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you.
was going to stick. I just, I just wanted to see that. I would have preferred that than than Kelly Kelly being there. Sorry. Yeah. So I'll. Yeah, and so we'll, we'll. I'll go past a couple too. So after Naomi, we had Beth Phoenix and Tony Storm, and then twenty one was Kelly Kelly. So people, Sasha's uh, apparently she has like an ankle injury of sorts, and they didn't feel comfortable clearing her, so that's why she wasn't in the rumble, and Kelly Kelly was her replacement. And now, people were saying Santina was the replacement, what she wants. That's Santina's spot was always supposed to be there. Now what made me, like, somebody came on my Twitter after I posted that, because I was looking online to make sure I got the information correct, okay? I didn't want to say anything that was outside of the norm or that was wrong. So I made sure I looked and there wasn't, the, all the reports I saw said the exact same thing. So somebody came on my page on Twitter and was like, no, you're wrong. Um, Kelly Kelly was always scheduled to be in the Rumble. Her replacement was, um, oh, let me go to Twitter. They said somebody else was her replacement. Yeah. Shots they said Shotzi Blackheart took Sasha's place. So who did Kelly Kelly take place, though? Or was no, she Kelly just like... Kelly took Sasha's place. So they were saying that, no, Kelly Kelly was always scheduled for the Rumble. Shotzi Blackheart is the one who took Sasha's spot. So I was like, okay. Weird, but okay. I was like, I looked around and saw the reports, and I'm just telling it as it was reported, which is true. So I didn't understand. Like, I felt like Shotzi would have been put in the rumble anyway. They were, yeah, they, they needed her, her anyway. for the slot. They needed her. I mean. Yeah, so this is my thing about. So, and then we have t- Tony Storm is technically the only NXT UK representative in there. Honestly, they could have taken out, I don't know, this is like the only time of the year Selena, Zelina wrestles, so I'll give her her shine. Um, honestly, I would have taken out Dakota. And if you ask me. Honestly, yeah, I would have took both of them out because they didn't really do anything. Zaylee is really, I like her in the Rumbles. I like keeping her in there. I yeah. would have took out. Yeah, because I think she does really good. I would have took out Tegan and Dakota and replaced them with, um, I would replace them with, um, probably a Zaya Brookside. Because mm. hmm. she's she's really she's like a really good baby face, but she doesn't give get a lot of shine. I would have put Isla Dawn. That's someone who really doesn't get a lot of shine over there. I would have picked at either of those two over there, since. We're gonna need more eyes on NXT. I would have picked one of those two. I know Piper Niven sort of has like an eye injury of sorts, so Ooh. I think that well, they might know. have not. She had to get like surgery or something for. I forgot what's technically wrong with this. I don't know. They might be kind of touch and go with trying to do something with they her, might. so it's understandable. But yeah, I would have grab. I would have grabbed a couple more NXT UK women. So I agree on that. Oh, could I play? Would you guys mind if I played Fantasy Booker real quick? Sure. 
Well, since, like, because when Dakota came out, I was waiting for Tegan to either come out next or for Tegan to jump her. Because I know they're having, like, that blood rivalry in, over in NXT right now. Yeah. But, like, if I would have done it, what, what I would have done is if Dakota was coming out, I would have had her music play. But she wouldn't, I mean, it's kind of old school, but she wouldn't, but she wasn't showing up. And they're like, well, we're going backstage, there's something going on. And you just see Dakota and Tegan just fucking wailing on each other. And then, you know, they get in trouble and get kicked out of the rumble or whatever. And then they're like, well, we have these two on standby. So, you know, I don't know, something like that. Just just to kind of have made it like a reason, like, or have them get into a bitch fight in the ring at the rumble at the same time and eliminate each other and continue like fighting up the, the aisle. Kind of how like they had Liv and Lana fight. Yeah, but, but Liv was doing all the work. Yes, could <laughs> be like a, a total bitch fight, just like the two of them just going at it. Like that would be more entertaining. No, no, this is anything I say about Liv and Lana, it's nothing on Liv because Liv is trying. She's trying to become that solo star. I think Liv is really good. She just hasn't had a person that's good enough to compete against. The story with Lana is fine. I don't have a problem with a good trash story. I really don't. But where I have issues when it comes down time to compete and you're barely meeting the minimum of what needs to be done to compete. Like, when she got in the ring, all I saw was kick, kick, you know, face in the mat. And that was pretty much it. And I was just like, oh, okay, she shouldn't even been able to get that off. Like, I was like, all right, it's going to be a minute. Yeah, meanwhile, you know, in that same match, Liv, I mean, everyone was like, Liv's not like this. I said, no, Liv's not like that. She's trying. She's, she's still young. She has time to build herself up. You know, she's not been in the WWE or NXT as long as Lana's been with the company. But the fact that this little five-foot-nothing blonde munchkin did a step up into Gary on Bobby fucking Lashley last week, and she about knocked his damn head off. Like she should have. Like that was that was crazy because it's just like little Liv just basically almost knocked out Bobby Lashley, and here's Lana trying to the to do like a pirouette kick, and I'm just like. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure oh. Lana has a little bit height on her because I always forget how tiny Liv is. Yeah. Because she's really short. Someone else is really short. That, that kind of doesn't look like they're short, but they are once you compare them to Zia other people. Short. Who? Yeah, Zia Lee is tiny. Yes. Um, but also, I really liked um, Charlotte and Naomi's little little face-off thing. They I thought had, that was really cute. Yes. I was like, ooh, this might be kind of good. And Bianca and Charlotte... Now that's a mania match. If you want to have a mania match, hell yeah, for Charlotte. If Bianca win that belt, you damn right. That would be awesome. Oh, that'd be so good. See, I'd be I, fine. That I'd be fine with that. I love, love the reaction from the crowd when, like, they did the perfect shot for Naomi when, like, her Titantron hit when it was her turn to come out. Yes. You could see the whole arena going crazy, and like those um, what was it those those guys that were sitting there when she when she got knocked off and she was held oh, up. They were to. so cute. They were trying to help for her. Yes. 
the one dude was like, hey, take my hat, take my hat, take right. my hat. Oh my, this is, she's like, I'm okay, I'm okay. I was, I was like, that girl like, is inspired. I was, uh-uh. That she was real, I really like that. And the bridge. And it worked. Well, it was so funny, because, you know, Corey, Corey loves, he's like, Naomi's like, Corey, Naomi's like one of the few people that Corey, like, actually, like, likes no matter what. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it was so funny. He was like, even when his girl Carmella is in the ring, he's like, Naomi is the smartest person in this, like, in this match. She's just going to stand there. I was like, I would too. I'll just stand there. You know, that's, with Corey, like, if he kind of wasn't so much of an ass kisser to the heels, like, you know, like the, uh, like, if a, if a good heel gets on, uh, commentary i can't fucking talk today i am so sorry guys um i woke up in a haze like i didn't work out today so i think my endorphins are off um it's just like if he could just cut out some of the ass kissing every once in a while put something in good about the faces and then he could still be a, a heel but it's like can you just say something nice for change like it would just be nice to hear that every once in a while (laughs) And I mean, I don't know if Carmella said anything, but lately when Mandy Rose comes out, he's, he doesn't sound like he's jizzing himself either. So maybe she said something to him. I don't know. <sighs> but I don't know. But this guy, it's, if anyone knows those guys who are trying to help Naomi, please let them know that we think they're awesome. <laughs> yes. And it goes to show not all men who go to wrestling shows are gross and weird when it comes to female talent. So, um, and kudos to them. Right. So, for being like nor for normal human beings and being respectful. So, and then um we had Sarah Logan and there's no point of talking about her cuz she got thrown right out, so she don't matter. Um and then the last of the crop of the ladies who came in was Natalia, which I'm surprised she came in so late. I was very, I thought that was very weird. I figured she'd be in longer. I'm, she would go in sooner. But it was Natalia, then Xylee, and Zelina Vega at 25, 26 was Shotzi. Um, Carmella was 27, which I figured she should have been higher. Can, can we... she was obviously she was a winner last year was she not the winner no she wasn't oh. i'm lying to myself <laughs> she was no i'm thinking about the mixed match challenge that was for that year what am i thinking but um no so carmelo was 27 which i loved her gear tegan knox also was at 28 thought that was so weird too um who who made Carmella's gear? Because if she went this hard for Rumble, I cannot wait to see what she wears at Mania. I loved it. I didn't like it. I liked it. <laughs> I did like I, it. I, I am a sucker for shiny things. I'm sorry. <laughs> the shiny part I loved, but it was the, the print, the animal print that I didn't like. I just oh, I forget you don't like animal print. I love animal print. It was just the animal print. I liked the concept of her outfit. I thought it was dope. But I just, 
I wasn't feeling the animal print. I thought it could have been like black leather or um, she could have made it a color leather or just anything that wasn't shiny, you know, like shiny satin or something yeah. like that. Like I, it would have, I thought it would have been really pretty with like with a leather uniform underneath it. I just thought that was, that was a dope concept. I liked it. I just don't like the print. Well, animal print is like very is like her like on brand for her, so that's also I can see why she stuck with that too. Zelina is really selling this. Good for her. She is killing me. Cause she's selling it. Her also, head, that head. <laughs> and also, just and I, everyone knows I love Shotzi, and I was just so happy to see her because, like, if you think about her. And especially Mercedes, like they were literally just on the indie circuit like a month ago, right? And they're on the TV on NXT, and then not only that, they're on, they're in the Royal Rumble. Like that's insane. Like that's such a state. That's like such an insane turn for your career in like such a short amount of time. True. I was, I was excited for him because I'm like, all right. Indie girls, you hold this shit down. All right, good, good, good. <laughs> Proud of you. Proud of you. Can um, I know we we said Beth Phoenix was already came in earlier, but can we just say how much of a fucking badass Beth Phoenix is? Bitch got busted open in the back of her head and kept going. Because yes. at first it didn't look that bad, but then it was outside. I'm a little concerned. And yeah, especially was- since she looked like she was lagging a little bit. I was like, yeah. oh. Well, I didn't notice it till Charlotte came in the ring and then she had like something smeared on her face and my husband and everyone's like, Is that blood? I said, No, that's her lipstick and my husband was like, She's not wearing lipstick. No, she and, wasn't. And I'm like, well, where the I go, Oh shit, then someone's bleeding and, and then they, they showed Charlotte that. I thought yeah. Charlotte busted her because you know she busts her nose open all the time. All the time. Yeah, so someone she needs to be careful about that because she's gonna like break break her nose. Yeah. Oh, that was that was that was best blood that got on her. And then I was just like, whoa! And then like later on, you see like Beth got slammed, and when she got up, there was like this one little drop of blood on the canvas, and we're like, oh, she bleeding for real, real. Like, yeah. like, yeah, she kept going, and I'm yeah. like, like, Beth Phoenix is a fucking badass, and I still love her to this day. It happened when her and Bianca were, when Bianca put her up on the top turnbuckle in the corner, and Bianca hit her in the chest, and Beth sold it just a little too hard, and she cracked her head on that post right on the corner. That was when the ref jumped up there to check on her. And she said she was fine, so they kept going, but that bleeding didn't start till later on. So it was, it it became a lot, because, like, right at the back of her head, it was covered in blood. And you was just like, oh, shit. Like, she was, and she was not missing a beat. So I was like, this lady ain't, haven't wrestled since WrestleMania. And even then, that was, like, her first big major match back before, after, that was after the other Royal Rumble she was in, the first one. 
and she come back and she out here hanging with all of y'all. Mm-hmm. All yeah. I know is y'all hoes got second game up. That's all I'm gonna, all I'm gonna say. She did amazing, and then also shout out to Bianca. She had she lasted 33 minutes, and she also has a record for most eliminations in a women's rumble right now. Good for her, especially being like so like still in like her rookie stage of her career. Good for good for her. Hell yeah. And that shows how much, um, and it also shows how much faith they have in her. Like her and like Keith Lee, they need to stop playing Edge's music. So I'm starting to get really, really mad. Right? Like every time. Stop it. Every time. Stop y'all it would, right now. Y'all would have been proud of me. Or like, not proud of me, but I said something really stupid last night. Why? It was when Alexa and uh, Bianca were standing outside the ring and Alexa uh, had Bianca's hair. And, like, because I was waiting for her to just start whipping her with it, like, you know, when I first saw her. And um, um, she's grabbing on the Bianca's hair, and I'm just like, you just pissing this bitch off. Because, <laughs> like, she's, like, really tugging on Bianca's hair. And, like, uh, Bianca just beats the crap out of her. And I said, this is why you never touch a black girl's hair. They will fucking kill you. <laughs> Touch her weave. You don't touch her. You don't touch her extensions. You don't touch shit. She. That's like her invitation <laughs> to, to murder you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> a guy over, and he's like, he's got. She's gonna rip that off. I said, Nah, Bianca's smart. She's got that shit. She's got bobby pins. She's got like everything you could think of in there to keep this little girl from ripping it off. Because if it did, oh my god. <laughs> No, she has it secured. She's good. Oh, Charlotte's <laughs> teeth look good. That's she she must have recently whitened them. Um, I like her outfit. But also, we had Santina Morella, which is like, it, was, it wasn't funny, but it was funny, and it was just kind of like, whatever, by the time you, like, you paid attention, like, Santina was gone. So yeah. it was like a fun spot for people, especially after, like, such, like, a terrible, like, day. It was earlier. It w- yeah. In the evening, and we probably I probably should start off the show with this, so I'm sorry, but and even though this is in the middle, um, obviously we just want to send our thoughts and prayers and everything to those affected by a helicopter crash yesterday that took Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, but also. Um, we had a pilot that was in there, and there's a ant, and then also the Anta Belly family. I'm so sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. Mm-hmm. And that family lost um, a sister and a mother and a father. So, um, just like keep everyone in that in your thoughts and prayers, because it's just awful, awful yeah. accident. It was very bad. Yeah. We we just needed like. I'm I'm glad wrestling was on last night because I know a lot of people needed that escape. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, we sit here and we bitch and crying over fucking wrestling again. God damn it. <laughs> we sit here and we talk shit about it and, you know, we go in on people and we're like, we're on AEW's neck, we're on this. Neck. At the end of the day, we are just 
we're grateful just that we have an escape, like an escapism for a couple hours, just the, especially after how shitty yesterday went real yeah. quick. So thank you, Pro Wrestling. We love you. Yeah, so just to lighten up a little bit of the mood, my, so I'm very, because this was my pick, so all of a sudden you hear, like, the laugh, I was like, I was like, please let it, and I wasn't paying attention because the match was so good, and then you just hear Shayna's music, and then it's kind of like, you can just, like, feel the shift, and I just got so excited. (laughs) I was screaming. I was just like, yes! Yes, that's the bad bitch in here. <laughs> I was like, I literally want her to murder people. And that's what she did. She came <laughs> and like, and that's what I'm saying. They, it was, that's the difference between this year and last year's two is showcase multiple people. Like it showed how, how much Alexa has improved since she had to take all that time off. It um, showed showcase for Bianca and also see glimpses of what we have in the future and what's going on at NXT. Um, then you have Beth Phoenix who could still keep up with everyone. Then you have Naomi returning and shining and looking amazing and just doing awesome. And then you have Shayna who came in and just, even though I think she was maybe in there 10 minutes, I don't think it was that much longer left in the match itself. No, it wasn't. I was, I was excited though. Like, um, here's, here's, here's the one thing I'm just worried about is like ever since War Games. I know I say this till I'm blue in the face. Um, ever since War Games, the attention to the women's division on NXT has like went crazy, and I don't think they're gonna be pulling from people from there for a, a while. Because they don't want to pull their stars away and put them on the main roster yet. I don't think that's true. Um, I think they don't want to pull them yet until they build up the stars, the the girls they have to be in stars. You got Shasha Blackheart there, Martina, um, um, Mercedes Martinez. I'm sorry, is there? Um, all they need is the opportunity to start building their blocks. Once they're built. Then they can start moving people. And to me, Shayna's out of the title picture, so Shayna could be moved immediately. Um, I don't see any point in keeping her on NXT when you could have a lot of battles going on Raw or SmackDown with Shayna, which Raw needs Shayna the most. Um, If Bianca wins... The, the title, which I hope that she does, because I really I really think Bianca deserves to have that title. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would move Rhea. I would move her. I wouldn't leave her in NXT, because you're going to have to have the space to allow other people to grow. The only way you do that is you have to shift people around. That was the problem before when we were watching and you're like, okay, well, when are we going to get to see some of the other people? And it's just like, well, if Becky can't be Raw Women's Champion, let's move her over to SmackDown. She can be SmackDown Women's Champion. It was, it, it's not fair and it doesn't work right. So the way that they operate in NXT, I could see them moving at least three people over to SmackDown or Raw. 
they don't have to keep them in NXT because they know how to build stars already. They're already doing it now. Dakota Kai can can handle the vision if you're going to be realistic. Let's say we're going to move Bianca, move Rhea, move Shayna, and then let's throw um, Io Shirai in there if Io decides to stay, you know, because of the rumors that we've been hearing. Mm-hmm. You move all four of those women. Okay, you still got Mia Yim there. You still have Bianca. I mean, if you decide to move Bianca, you still have um, Mia Yim there. You still have Candice. You still have um, Shotzi Blackheart, like I said. You got um, Martinez. You got her. You can build. You got Dakota Kai. You got Tegan. You got Chelsea Green, Deanna Perrazzo. You have a lot to work with. You just have to know how to build them into the stars. And if you can do that with the girls you already did it with, why can't you do it with these this new set? Right. I don't know. I, I don't do you, do you guys really think Eos wants to leave? No, well Eos injured right now, so I honestly didn't think she wanted to leave. But I do think that she does miss her family. Yeah, I think she I think she wants a break, but I think she doesn't want to have lose momentum in her career. I think she just wants to go home for a little bit, which is understandable because like she's all the way in in America and her family and her fiance, her fiance is not leaving there anytime soon because he's a he's a pretty big star in Japan. So he's not it's not like he's going to leave and she likes to where she's at. Yeah, she's engaged to somebody who who's in New Japan. Yeah, evil. No shit. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> so that's why I can't. So is she not picking tonight? That's so freaking annoying. Make up your no, mind. No, she's not picking tonight. She is not picking tonight. She says she hasn't decided yet. So I guess her and Asuka or her and Kyrie Sane are going to have a match today. And then go, I know I'm pretty. So if she ain't picking tonight, it's not Becky. Because if it was her, they would just had her do it. Might as well. No. Especially after Becky's promo. Yeah, I think she's going to either throw a curve and go for Bailey. Mm-hmm. Or NXT. Or she's going to go to NXT. She has to. I can't. Because I'm not going to watch another um, Becky and um, Charlotte match. They know, no, they know, they know nope. people would. Yeah, they know that would be doing too much. And I can't, I can't picture Charlotte saying okay to win the Rumble if that's what they're going to do. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know, I don't think I want to see Charlotte versus Bailey either. No, but that has it. I don't, I think it's going to be NXT because the couple, and obviously this isn't anything, and we'll go back to the Rumble stuff, sorry about that guys. But I think um, what I've been like reading from like a couple different people, they, they said that they had different plans. Mm-hmm. They said, like, plans that aren't in the norm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming as NXT, honestly, if they really want to throw a curve, they could do NXT UK. Yeah. Because technically uh, she's never been an NXT UK champion. She has been NXT Women's Champion, though. And that don't mean she's held every damn title in the WWE. Then <sighs> People would have a field day. <laughs> it would be pissed off. People wouldn't have a field day if her reigns actually meant something. No, people are just pissed that she gets some period. Like I, 
I every time I see it, and it, it happened yesterday. Like they were mad because she won the rumble. I knew that she was gonna win after all of the problems Charlotte has had wrestling wise. And after I thought about it, when like when we were talking about our predictions, like before that, like when we were speculating early on, like who could win the rumble, it was always Shayna, and I was just like. They're going to give this shit to Charlotte. I just know they are, especially after Corey went on that rant on his podcast. I was like, okay, this this is going to Charlotte. She hadn't had it. She's, um, besides Becky, she hadn't won the um, Royal Rumble. And I'm sure next year that one of the other two is going to win the Rumble. Um so I'm like I'm I'm I was I just knew it was gonna happen, but I don't think they should leave it where she goes up against Bailey. I do think they should throw a cold curveball like Nicole said and let her go up against somebody else. Like if Bianca wins the title, it definitely needs to be NXT, and it's not necessarily so she can win, but just so you can have that match, cause that's a dream match right there. And I wouldn't mind if Kaylee Ray is still champion. I wouldn't mind her going up against Kaylee Ray because then Kaylee gets to have a spotlight on the on the biggest show for the WWE and wrestling period. And I think she deserves that. She's she's damn good. She is, but I mean, we're gonna go off on Charlotte, aren't we? <laughs> no, no, I don't really. go. See, I don't see. My thing is, I'm tired of her, but also. If you want to be real, she is consistent, and that's just and she, she's obviously she hasn't been in the best condition. Like she hasn't been in the best place like the past few months, but that's okay. It happens, right? And it happens to everyone. But right. is Charlotte one of the best, if not the best, person on the main roster right now? Yes, one hundred percent. Besides her, her and Oscar are the two best people on the main roster. Period. I agree. I agree. So, yes, am I sick of her? But at the same time, like, I love Trish Stratus. I love, uh, but Trish Stratus, you got to remember, Trish Stratus was a women's champion for a year, basically. Uh, I think it was a full year. Yeah. Yeah. And so was Nikki Bella. And you got to think of this is times when the women are hardly getting on TV. True. And there's only one belt. At least there's two two singles belts and there's a tag belts at least and at least they're showcased more than they were back then obviously could have some improvement but raw you don't have enough people to do that so that's that's different but yeah but that's what i'm saying like i don't like am i sick of her yes but also she is good so it's like okay i get it just to be fair she wasn't in title contingency Ever since WrestleMania. So it wasn't like. It wasn't like Charlotte was wrestling for opportunities. And taking opportunities from other people. There wasn't. And like Nicole said. There wasn't any opportunities to be had. Because most of the roster was injured. And still is. You know. That's why you have the repeats of the matches. But then people were like. Well why didn't they just have her and Liv have a match. And let them have a ride. Liv ain't ready for someone like Charlotte. And no. I'm like, I'm like, I get why y'all have this sense of urgency with Liv. And it's probably, I think it's more so due to the fact that 
like I, like Nicole said, Raw has some issues with the women's roster not being full enough to be able to put on decent rivalry. I, I don't think I would have. It, it just would to me. It wouldn't have worked. You see what she does. Oh God. You seen what she does with Kyrie saying, and that was she was making hella mistakes in that match with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think, and this is an also a thing. This is that I don't think she's used to. I think she's so seasoned now, and she's so used to dealing with people who are so seasoned. When she has people who are that she hasn't worked with or known for a while, I think it just like throws her out of sorts. Because the one thing she's not she's not good at thinking on her feet in the ring. Like if something goes wrong, her thing is just to keep going with whatever the original plan is instead of improvising. That right. is one thing that she's not good at that at all whatsoever. So when something goes off that like she's just like in her mind and like just in her mind, she's like, Okay, I'm just gonna keep going. It's like, hey, you probably probably should switch it up a little bit, girlfriend, but that's not anything like crazy. Okay. No, all I was just saying is that we, we talked about this kind of earlier with some other people and one one of our friends kinda of hit it on the head that she is she's con what's the word they used because they're complacent. in a complacent complacent. Like she hasn't done anything to um to like try to stand out or change anything up. It's always just been the same thing. She's Charlotte Flair. She's done nothing to to really grab anybody by surprise. And one of them said it perfectly. They're like, she doesn't. She's the top star. She doesn't have to be champ because or or something like that. Because there's because it's the fact. Because think about it. Bailey is a champ on SmackDown, but she is like the least interested, the least interesting out of any woman on that on that very slim roster that they have on SmackDown. Some people say it's Sasha. Some people say it's Lacey. Bailey's not the front focus. You can be the front focus of somebody without having to be champion, Seth. <laughs> oh, my God. But. All day yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I don't but know. I'm hoping. Though, it's like she doesn't. It's like she, the last couple of months she had. She comes down there like she doesn't want to be here. She doesn't care. That whole debacle at TLC. Like, you could tell she came out. Nothing was matching. She looked like she didn't want to be there. She had no makeup on. Nothing. Hmm. Uh, so, hopefully this win, I think so, because she looked like, even her, when she had, like, the pre-match interview, just her facial looked different. Like, she looked more, like, sure of herself yeah. and, like, where she's going. So, hopefully this puts her back on the right trajectory. Her whole demeanor changed. So. Yeah, it did. I think she's, and that's what it is. I think she just needed some self but and that's what happens. I think she just needs. How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Cow, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. 
Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll let you get back to the podcast. like okay like I need to just do this so it's just I don't know so it's just whatever good for her though and Mm -hmm. speaking of Bailey and Lacey oh lord okay so after the women's royal rumble royal rumble you always have that one match that's kind of like your calm down match Mm mhm and this was it. So after every rumble, usually there's a calm down match, and especially when they have two rumbles in the rumble. And this was this was the calm down match. It. Who? Um, I don't know what's going on with Bailey, but I think she's getting ready to start going through her slump too. And I, it was lazy on Bailey's part. It was lazy, and as much fire as Lacey was trying to keep in that match that ended up causing her to be extremely tired in the match she got gassed and it just poor Lacey because it it just would have it would have been a better match if they both had the same intensity and they didn't this is this is weird because like uh, one of the people over here watching me, they're like, you know, Bailey's kind of been like this since Survivor Series. I said, what do you mean? And she goes, yes. And they go, think about it. She came out there. She knew she was going to eat the pin. She acted like she didn't care. She was hardly in the match. And then, like, when she was there, she was like, she she ate the pin. So it's like, she doesn't care. And I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Because she was was a SmackDown Women's title even defended at um, TLC? No. Hmm. No, it wasn't. Mm. I don't know. It was just... I And it made me... Because I was like, okay, even I wasn't too pumped that Charlotte won... It was still like a good match, so I didn't really like care. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? It's like hopefully this is a means to an end. So it's like whatever. So I was like okay with it. Mhm. And at the same time, I was heard like that match with Lacey and Bailey that completely took me out of, like, the pay-per-view in general because, obviously, because I, like, I like the Royal Rumble, but I've never, like, I don't get super hyped for it like a lot of people do. And I said this in the last episode. And that whole, like, the whole women's Royal Rumble, like, made me so hype, and I was, like, excited. And then, like, this. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was just, like, so... I was, like, I am exhausted. Like, I almost went to sleep. I kid you no. not. I laid down. I was. I got done eating. And I was sitting there. And I was just, like, 
like, and I'm laid out, and I sit, and I did, I, sh- I went to sleep for like a few minutes. No. Yeah, like that's how. Yeah, that's how bored I was. I literally fell asleep. I don't know if Bailey truly understands how to be a heel, and I, 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 I feel like they, from what I hear and what people say, they were like, well, when she was on the indie, she knew exactly what she, she was a good heel, and I'm like. I just, I'm like, I'm not seeing it. All I see is someone who's mad all the time. Like, what are you mad about? You're a champion, bro. Like, you of uh, all people should be happy. Like, and you're, and then you look sad at the same time. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get the persona. I don't get how she comes across. I mean, even as a heel, she comes across as a weak champion. It, it doesn't work for me. And then her performance at the Rumble was sad to me, and it wasted Lacey's first solo Rumble match. It wasted her, and that was not fair. Lacey finally cleans herself up, finally cleans up this, and of course, she's she's not performing right. That's... and. I'm really, and people are online trying to blame Lacey about this. What? Yeah, people are online saying it's Lacey's fault that the match was so crappy because when she, when she hit that peak and you could, you could tell because she was exhausted or she hit that point where her energy is just like, no, just stop. Um, I thought when she came off, she heard, I thought she hurt her knee or something. And then I'm, I'm trying to make sense of this, and then out of nowhere, Bailey just rolls her up and wins. And I'm like, well, that's really anticlimactic. And how people online are saying, oh, Lacey's still not good enough to go for a championship belt, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why y'all coming after Lacey? Bailey's been doing this for the last couple of pay-per-views that she's been on, not to mention when she actually wrestles on TV. This is, she's been moving slow. And it's like, what the hell is going on? Like, do you need a hug? I don't understand it either. But I, I, Bailey was the one who wasn't performing effectively. I feel like sometimes you can't really, I hate going on Twitter when any um, pay-per-view comes on. Because I made that mistake earlier and people were just like, Royal Rumble sucked and Worlds Collide was 10 times better how did Tyler Bay and um, Mustache Mountain and DIY have a better match than the entire Royal Rumble? Oh, that's just doing way too much. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, the Rumble Some people were just saying, and when we get to the Men's Royal Rumble, I'll talk about that because people are doing way too much when they were complaining about. But yeah, Bailey needs, needs to go home, too. No, so... Is there just a disconnect between because when Bailey's when Bailey is not champion, everyone wants her to be champion, but then it's like as soon as she gets the title, something happens. It's not even that, it's just her character. Is she doesn't It's and, terrible. It's, yeah. It's terrible. Her character is horrible. Yeah, it's her character. It has because when she was a baby face, it was people were fine. They just wanted her to have like a good people to go against. Yeah, and some edge to her. You can be a face. Yeah. But still, like, okay, like let's put it this way: John Cena was still considered a baby face, right? But yeah. there were times where you pissed Cena off, and he went full on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he was ready. So I, 
felt like Bailey could have had those moments too. It was very easy for her to have those moments. So we talked about Bailey and um, Lacey's match. I, yeah, I, I think we said all we need to say about that match. It was, it was just late. It was lame. And yeah. I just, just don't, don't give Lacey shit for Bailey's shortcomings. <laughs> all right. So the strap match. Yeah. So we have Bray Wyatt. So a lot of people were getting confused about the strap match and the bull rope, bull rope match. There is a very big, big difference. Yes. But people are getting the rules confused for them because people are like, I thought you had to hit like the four corners. I'm like, no, that's the bull. No. Strap match is pretty much you and your opponent cannot get away from each other. The, the strap is legal. I think that's where it is because in the bull rope match, the bull rope is legal. Yes. But the bull rope match is the one where you have to touch all four corners. The strap match is Here's a giant leather belt that we're gonna tie you up with. Yeah. Yeah. for our amusement. <laughs> there's there's no other way to say it. When when we get to uh, when we get to uh, Men's Royal Rumble, I'm gonna explain why Michael Cole is canceled right now. What? Mhm. Oh, because he's overly supporting a Brock. Um. Yeah. But for the strap match, we'll uh, we'll get into. Obviously, it was a really good match. It was a lot better than. I mean, I knew they were going to put on a good match, but I was mad. I was so taken out of the Lacey and Bailey match. Like, it it took me almost completely out of the match. So once I really started getting into it and I started being like, oh, this is good, it was over. So, again, yeah. that's another reason why I was so mad at that match because that completely messed up me being able to enjoy the first time I watched it the the Bray in them. And also, I liked how there wasn't any red lights. That was good. Yeah. Thank you. And it was something different. I just, uh, and it was brutal. So, yeah, they did, they did good. Obviously, we knew, um, Bray was gonna retain, so it was like, it was just like a good, good showcase. So, it was just like, whatever. So sure. after that, sorry. So after that, we had um, it was the last singles match of the evening, which it was Oscar versus Becky for the Raw Women's Championship. The match was boring to me. I'm sorry. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. I thought it was just. I don't know. It's it's weird when you do, when you have Rumble matches like. It kind of, like, especially if it's one that, like, you really get into, it feels like your energy gets drained. It's weird, because you put all the screaming and yelling into the first match, and then you have to wait for your energy meter to build back up again. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, y'all know I love Asuka, y'all know I like Becky, but I don't, there was something about that match that just kind of took me out of it. I don't know, it's just. Was it just me, or was everything kind of going? Because like even the when the 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 Brian and Bray Wyatt match, that was really cool to me too. Like I don't know if it's just because they put that match stipulation and then they put the women's title like right afterwards, but I don't know. I just like I couldn't focus on it. I was kind of bored, and 
what the hell was Oscar wearing? Like that. I don't think it was any different from any of her other uniforms. I but it's just like it didn't look right, and like the energy was off, and it was just like we. I because I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, we we know Becky's gonna retain. Let, let me just have a great match. It wasn't that great to me. I don't I don't know why. I just I couldn't focus on it, and I was just bored with it, which is wild because it's fucking Oscar. Well, what about you, Nicole? Did you like it? I re- I liked it. Um, I think their match at last year's Royal Rumble was better, but I I liked it. I think it went on a little bit too long. I think what it was. I think it should have. I think that's what kind of was like. Okay, like let like let's just let's just get it over with. Um, but I think that's what kind of probably took some people out of it. I think it was a little too long. I think it should have been at least five eight minutes shorter. I can agree with that. I'm kind of in the but, middle. I didn't really, I wasn't mad about it, and I didn't really care because I kind of saw where it was going. Yeah. So I was like, okay, Becky won. Good, good for Becky, I guess. Yeah. Did I want Oscar to win? Yes. Did I think she was going to win? No. No, I, not by a long shot. I did. <laughs> I didn't think she was going to. I wanted her to win. I didn't think she was going to win. I wanted her to win, too. And I was like, okay, I think they're going to do this. But, of course, they went the whole opposite route. Yeah. And they should have went that way because it's like, I don't like, what are they going to do? Unless, uh, hopefully, is, I don't know. I'm hoping they don't try to do, like, the tag team route for. And then one winner take all again. They better not. Ooh. I don't, no, I don't think they're going to do that again. I'm hoping they just keep Charlotte. She goes after someone at NXT. But I'm hoping they don't do the tag team route because I'll just be so irritated. It looks like that's what they're doing. Uh, yeah, I kind of start. It's starting to look like it though. When you look at it and you're like, oh, why is Oscar and Charlotte battling it out? And then I, I'd be disappointed. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see that. Charlotte versus, uh, what is it? Charlotte versus Drew versus uh, Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. Honestly, I'd be, I'd be here for it. I'd be <laughs> like, you know what? Perfect. I don't care. That was like, that's it. I'm good. <laughs> that would, that you know how fire that would be. That would be rad. Yeah. And all the neckbeards would lose their absolute fucking. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, you know what I wouldn't be mad at if they went the tag team route way? So, say Bianca doesn't win. Okay. On um, Portland, because that's what I was, after she won the the Battle Royal to get the contender spot, I heard this run is her farewell run from NXT. So what if she goes up? Because that's because I said this before. I think that'd be a great starting. I've been saying this for a while for her working with Charlotte as like her like a good launching pad for her before she goes completely solo yeah. on the main roster. What if her and Charlotte became a tag team? Ooh. I don't see Charlotte as a tag team person. I mean. 
I, she she wouldn't, but if she be. was, she could, she can, and she respects someone. And she really likes Bianca. She does. Because, especially, and if you want to, and obviously, if you want to make someone legitimate, like Bianca, if you want to be like, okay, this is the big deal, have her with Charlotte, and be like, this is the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to what she did with Dana, but not so... But Dana that doesn't have the didn't have the charisma and the talent and the right. and the presence. She won't be such a, a lackey. You know what I mean? There, there's no way they would make Bianca anyone's lackey. She's already made herself. No, they. I think that they like her too much. They wouldn't do it. All right. So, uh, what's the men's Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. We started off like shit. I was so pissed. It's so, like shit. Why did they have to feed Morrison to him? He just came Okay, this is this is where I disagree. Except for Morrison. They did him they did him dirty. Mm-hmm. So um I'm just gonna list off the thirteen people because they're they were all eliminated by the same person, so there's no there's no reason going in a couple per um per people. Um so the first th- the first people to enter the Royal Rumble will thirteen. Um, will all end at Drew McIntyre, where Brock Lesnar started off. Then you had Elias, Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan, I think, now has the fastest in and out time for a Rumble. How do you apparently. beat it? But Santino, Santino had the record at like a second. I think he's right there. I think he's like right. He's second then. Oh jeez. But they say it was it was very quick. So he had Eric Rowan, um, Robert Roode, John Morrison, which they should have saved him, Kofi Kingston, which they should have. But I like the spot that they did with him. So I'm I'm a little less irritated about that than Morrison. Yeah. Kofi got some payback. Oh, yeah, so that was fine. Kofi Ray and so it was Kofi Ray Mysterio and Big E. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Cesaro at nine, um, his buddy Shelton at ten. Oh God. Um, Shinsuke at eleven. MVP made his official return. Um, well, come at- ever, bitch. He came out dressed like the black fucking panther, and I was screaming for. I also have expensive looking gear, so that's it expensive. Was. It looked good though. Yeah, I was like, ooh. I was like, I don't even know if I want to wrestle in that. I said, that looks too nice. Just wear that around the house. Yeah, that's how I was looking at it. I said, ooh, I wouldn't wrestle in that. But he was in there for long, so he didn't mess it up. <laughs> I was like, is that made from vibranium? Because he's probably going to need it. I'm like, shut up. Let me have this minute before he gives me it. All I need is some thigh-high boots and a leather jacket. <laughs> Can we go back real quick to uh, when Kofi came out? Because I like that because it was Kofi and then it was Ray. Of course, rocking the Batman gear, which I fucking love when he does it for pay-per-views. And Big E. I have never seen Big E that serious, like, coming out of, coming to the ring. Like, he just took the coat off, and he was, like, trying to rally the troops, and all three of them got a spot on him. I would yeah, but, you, but then I couldn't take him serious for when he was walking out like that, because he literally had a picture of Xavier Woods on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of killed it, but I'm just no. like... 
Look at Big E taking control. I'm like, I'm proud of you, Big E. Like, keep going, keep going. But anyway, sorry. I just, I just thought that was cool. Like, Kofi finally got some comeuppance. And, like, that got up to that point. That was the one who got the biggest pop from everybody here with me. Because we were thinking Kofi's just going to go off, which he did. I don't know how I feel about Kofi's hair right now, though. But if he likes it, either. good for you, Kofi, if you like it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't yeah, need to go but, back. To my bad. No, you're fine. But, yeah, obviously, I, and then who else? And then after that, we had Keith Lee, which I thought, you know what's really funny? So, obviously, Matt Riddle is is in here some down the line. I thought it was so funny that they had that Keith Lee was the one that got to go. I was freaking out when Keith came out. Toe to toe. So I'll I'll go into why I didn't mind. Well, I didn't mind this too much at first, and then I really liked it once I watched it again. The reason I liked it was for you to get behind who was going to win it. Because as an audience, we don't like Brock, Brock Lesnar because we all think he's lazy and he doesn't he doesn't show up when he wants to. He's actually showed up to every Raw since the new year. Mm-hmm. Showing up and doing something. And actually doing mm-hmm. something. So, but that's besides the point. So, is, is to make you mad and to also build him, build him, just to remind you, like, regardless of how anybody feels, Brock Lesnar is good when he wants to be. Yeah. He is. And you, and you can hate Brock Lesnar until you're blue in the fucking face, but that is true and that's facts. When he wants to do... And he wants to do his job. He is really good. He's one of the best sellers also as well when he really likes that person. And just how his, like, his demeanor and his reactions to stuff. Like when Keith Lee came out and he's like, oh, this is a big ass. He's, he's like, this is a big, he's this big boy. And then he, you see him turning to um, Heyman and he's like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, but then also, but not only he probably, but then you think about like the character behind it, like someone like Brock Lesnar, character-wise, like he wouldn't know who the hell Keith Lee is. He don't watch NXT, but probably he don't watch SmackDown. Like, how who would he know? So he's like, oh, who's who's this big dude coming out? And then he like checks him, and he's like, hold on, and he gets. And he's taken aback because, like, oh shit, this is like, this is a dude that can kind that can go toe to toe with me, sort of. But he's still young, so I can still get the comeuppance on him. So I like the storytelling behind that as well, and then also the story about um, Kofi and Ray starting to get something back from him. Yeah. And then also, and it, it was also to build up, build up to when ricochet and drew because i will include ricochet because he had the assist so you have drew come down and he's just like not scared whatever and then you have ricochet with the ball punch assist and then he (laughs) and then drew like claymore kicks the hell out of um it's called a roman claymore kicks the hell (laughs) out of brock not only for him to like take it but rock sold that like he flew not only did he like completely fly out of the ring he also laid he was on the ground for a couple of minutes and yeah. then he got up 
He just single-handedly made Drew McIntyre look like a beast. And exactly, so that's why I really liked it. And I was like, I, yeah, I was. I didn't like how I didn't like the placement of Morrison. I honestly think they could have put someone else in there. Honestly, they could have put the Miz. They could have put Miz. They could have put Carl or um, Gallows. Both yeah. of them. Hell, they could have put both of them in Morrison's hot. So he could have been in there with what we'll talk about in a second. But I like the story. I just love the story about that because it was like you're so upset that he's knocking through all these people that you care about. And he's just demolishing it. And then you're like, okay, I'm, you're like, I don't care. I'm behind this guy. So I just got, thought that was fantastic storytelling. Because they got to the point where you're just like, I don't care who it is anymore. Just someone needs to take his ass out. You know, but see, I was all, I get now, I get it. I just wish the placement of certain superstars was right. And I just and then, felt, I, I felt like that, that could, I don't know. I get it, because that, that kind of forced people to be behind Drew. Because a lot of y'all didn't. <laughs> I mean, nobody wanted Drew to win the Rumble, from what I was hearing, especially when I was talking about it. And then it was like, Drew doesn't really have much going for him in terms of his personality. And I was just like, I love Drew. I've always liked Drew. I don't see anything wrong with him winning the Rumble. And I... I was hype as fuck when he did win. And I was like, and him eliminating Lesnar really sold it. And that's how I was immediately was like, okay, this is over. Drew McIntyre is going to win. And it's going to be Drew versus um, Lesnar at um, WrestleMania. I was fine with that. It was just, I just hated seeing him in it at all. I really disliked it. But I'm, I am I get it now because we would have had to sit through another Brock Lesnar match. And Nobody wants to sit through that. No, it wasn't. I don't see. I don't think it was necessarily because as soon as they said that um, he was going to be in the Rumble, I said, this is how they're going to pick his main as this is mania opponent is through the Rumble. So I thought it was different. So no, that's why I, mean, I wasn't, that's why I didn't care about him. That's why I wasn't upset about him being in the Rumble. Because as soon as I heard that, I said, okay, so it's, we don't have to sit through another singles match of anybody's. And it's, a, you can automatically, you can build 10, so many rivalries in the Royal Rumble. So that's why I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. That's fine. Right. I just, I, I, I was other showing Naomi. I was just getting to the point where I'm like, I'm getting like super fucking frustrated. And you could see if you go back and watch, they are, um, people are leaving. Because they're just like, you know what, fuck this. I'm not dealing with this. People got to stop being so, um, I mean, people's attention span is so short. You know, they don't, they don't give stuff time. They don't give you time to see anything. They don't give you time to watch anything. They don't give things time to develop. And that in itself is just really, really, really sad. But, um, yeah, so that's why I wasn't, like, so... That's why I wasn't so mad when... And I just, like, just, like, the... And obviously, so by the time he did get knocked out, you're like, 
it was behind because I'm one of those people like I was over Drew. I was like, I'm tired of him. But then he kind of started showing some personality. The last like with his face, his face turned. So I was like, I'm still not completely here for him. So but whatever. Um, so we need a palate cleanser. What were you saying about Andrade? So, um, apparently he failed the wellness policy. Hold on, let me try to bring it back up. I'll be damned. They're going to have to do something with Zelina now. And I'm not trying to say that to be mean. Tiff, are you okay? I think she just had to use the bathroom. Oh, no, I want to make sure she's actually okay. (laughs) Um, per pro wrestling sheet, and then a couple, and someone else, um, just tweeted it out, but they didn't have a source. Um, blah, blah, real name, was told of the suspension this morning. It's still unclear what substance he tested positive for at that time and effort to write him off of television for the next 30 days. That was the reason for the, um, was disqualified from the match, and that's why um, Humberto took him out on the ring. Oh. Okay. So is he still going to be um, U.S. champion? Well, he's he's still retained. Hmm. Oh boy. You gotta stop going on so many vacations there with Charlotte. Y'all doing shit. <laughs> so Andrade suspended. They didn't. Uh, Nicole's reading it. They said they didn't know what he was. What was uh the substance that they popped him for? So that's why Andrade had that little scene today with Umberto. Mm Mm-hmm. That explains a lot. He needs to stop going on vacation so much. I don't know, because, hmm. Um, because maybe it was something minor he got popped for, like what Roman got popped for, because... You know, you're you're trying to you're trying to stay awake and you're constantly on the road and you're doing more live shows than you do regular TV shows and that that's a lot. Oh yeah, let's get back to the Royal Rumble. We probably cut all this out. Um, yeah, but I we'll we'll fin- we'll start back off with Edge, but Ooh, in the Rumble rather, but it was just like it was just crazy. And it's like, I love, and also like, again, like we were talking about, like, I love seeing people's reactions online, especially people who are there. Yeah. Like, they're just like genuinely shocked. If you go to, uh, if you look around Instagram, that's all that you, you see if you go to the sports tab, it's like, it's all edge and it's just people's pure reaction to it. And it's so cool. But that was, that was fun though. And then who else came up after him? I forgot, like, I completely forgot about all the people who came in after he did. Roman came <laughs> in after he did. Kevin Owens. Um, okay, I got it up now. So the King Mo- Corbin Mo- came came at 22. Oh, he doesn't count. Yeah. King Caillou can go. <laughs> he doesn't count. 
Yeah, so he came in at 22. Uh, we had Matt Riddle in that, like I was saying earlier, since Brock wasn't even in here anymore, I was like, why would he even have Matt Riddle anymore? Well, did y'all hear that they got into an altercation, like, beforehand? Yeah. That's why Nicole's saying Matt shouldn't have even been out there because you didn't have, you know, you could have had a pure thing with them out there. Yeah. But, um... I don't, I don't know. I just, I didn't care that Riddle was in there either because he came and went too. Yeah. But I think he was there just to like eat up the spot, basically. True. But um, yeah. So you had Riddle, and then you had Luke Gallows. He came after that again. Like, like I don't care. I love Luke Gallows, but again, I don't care. Um, sad dad club. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, and then you had Randy Orton at 25. Roman Reigns pops up finally at 26. Um, Kevin Owens at 27, which is which has produced the most Rumble winners out of the male side. Yeah. To date. And then Alistair Black. Um, Samoa Joe at 29 and Seth at 30. I'm assuming he was at 30 since he won last year. Mm. No, it's just like, here's the thing that got me with Seth. No one wanted him here, first of all. And then <laughs> he comes out with his full crew. Yeah. It's like, okay, I can understand because I don't remember, I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember seeing like a lot of managers ever coming to. Like in matches like the Royal Rumble, not interfering like that. The only time I ever recall actually seeing that was when the Riot Squad finally came down there and it was all together and they just started like trying to clear out the whole ring. Yeah, that's fine, but it's, I mean, like, here's the thing I mean, it's just like they go in and it's just like it makes the rest look like absolute bitches. Like, they just go in and they like. Are interfering on the outside, and I got so mad. I think uh, Katrina felt the force shift because she messaged me. She goes, "Girl, breathe, calm down, don't get." Mad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Joe got fucked over again, and it's because of this. And it's just like they had no reason to be out there. The rap should have said, "No, they need to go back." Like at one point, did. Didn't they get in the ring, or they try to get in the ring? Mm, they got on the edge of the apron. Only yeah. Murphy got on the edge of the apron. The Acom and Razor just kept Seth from getting eliminated. Yeah, they just kept catching him. Like like um Otis did for Mandy. Okay, I get that, but at least that was cute. When the New Day's out there, like last year, when they, or what was it, a couple years ago when Biggie and Xavier and, and Kofi were all in the ring together and Xavier and Biggie got thrown out and they're saving Kofi like one year they slid the thing of pancakes underneath one of his feet <laughs> like, that was cool. what was it one year they both caught like one of his feet because both of them didn't hit the ground like something like that make it a spot you know like I think, like, at one point, they, like, popped him back up in the air like a cheerleader, and Kofi went flying back in the ring. It was something cool like that. 
Yeah. But you're letting, you're letting these guys interfere with your match. I mean, yeah, Heyman was there, but he didn't interfere. I mean, hell, I mean, I know Sami Zayn wasn't there long enough, but he didn't interfere. But you're letting these outside, these guys come, get on the ring, and cause ruckus in your Royal Rumble. It makes your officials look like they have no control. But they're just jokes, even more than they have been in the last month or so. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, me personally, I don't understand why Seth and Buddy are the tag champions. I felt like um, AOP could have easily could have had a second title reign. I didn't see any issue with that. But I think a lot of people's issue with this was it was the end of the match, um, pretty much. And we were I was sure of where it was heading. And it just seemed like overkill to bring out all of these guys with you. But then when I I watched it again last night, and I realized that was to help, first of all, further along him, KO, and Samoa Joe's storyline to continue it. Because ultimately, they ended up getting eliminated because of them. And, of course, it was to also bring Alistair back into a storyline which they didn't further today, and they should have um, brought him back in at that point because it's easy to bring Alistair in to kind of even the odds a little bit. Um, So I understood it, despite the fact that it it just made, it sold Seth as a heel, you know, and it it made the storyline push out further. And that was pretty much how I looked at it, so I didn't get all pissy about it. So I'm not mad about it. It helped. It it brought out KO and Samoa Joe from the match, and it left the final four in there, and that's where we well it left the final three in there, and that's where we left it. So. Yeah. I just. I just. I just. Like I don't know. I don't know if anyone else has, has noticed it, but like the officials, I don't. It's been like this for a while, to me at least. But, like, the officials are becoming basically a joke. Like, yeah. they, like there's no there's no consistency. Because I told you guys, my biggest thing is every time Nakamura wrestles, Sammy's on the apron or Sammy's trying to get involved. And I've seen it in some matches where it's, like, the first time they see it, he's gone. And then there was one match where they saw him do, like, a total of five times, and then they threw him out. And I'm like, where is the consistency? Like... It depends. More consistency than this. Well, it depends on, like, I mean, we're looking at it from a standpoint of, like, okay, well, the refs are supposed to be controlling this, right? Mm-hmm. But when it, it, to me, it doesn't play out right in terms of story. You already know that Zayn is put there to be an antagonist. And, yes, when you watch it, your natural knee-jerk reaction is to be like, okay, they need to ban him from ringside, of course. But you can say the same thing about Vega. Vega interferes in Andrade's match all the time to the point where it seems like if he doesn't have her, he can't, you know, win. But that's not true. And that's not true with Nakamura either. So it's it's a catch-22 with the rest. I, I placed him as someone who can maintain the match further along the matches and they're not really an authoritative figure although they are appearing to be so to me they don't they're not an authoritative figure so 
I I black them out so it it doesn't irritate me. <laughs> it drives me. It'll drive me mad if I didn't. It's just more of just like if it was more of a consistent thing, like them catching people. Like I said, one rep. Like what was it? The Iconics one match. Like Billy Kay was trying to interfere and they kicked her, kicked her out or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, but it just shows that like you are just like the whole thing with like Edge and Orton there. It's just like where are the refs? Where are the officials? Where are people trying to you know do something about this? And it just there's one guy out there yelling no stop and waving his hands like an idiot. I'm like dude that's not no that's not gonna work. I didn't understand why he didn't just get in the ring. Because, like, Randy wasn't going to do the concerto thing. So, I would have been okay if the ref got in the ring and got in the way. And then Randy just stopped and decided to go away. But then he tossed the ref out the way, right? Because the ref could take a bump. You know what I'm saying? He tossed the ref out the way and then hit him with the chair shot on the chair. Then I could be like, okay, well, the ref tried. But the ref was just... (laughs) It was one referee down there hollering, and I'm like, it's a whole team of refs back there. Where are the rest of the people? Because I'm like, where are the guys in the back that's like over the divisions? Where are your Finleys? Where are the Jamie Nobles? Where are they? Where is Jason Jordan? Where are your producers? Why haven't they run out there to make sure everything was okay? I don't know, because they're stupid. <sighs> I I that's just the thing I don't get. It's just like I don't. It's just been bugging me because I started noticing it last year, and ever since then, it's kind of just been like something I've caught. And I'm like, there's no, there's no consistency. Because then, because right. then you look at other shows, like you you look at AEW or MLW or CZW or any other, and the reps are constant. Like you know they're. Not authoritative figures, but when they, you know, if they see someone interfering, they don't hesitate. They don't wait for them to do it five, six, seven times before throwing them to the back. Okay. There was that one match on SmackDown. It was like Nakamura and uh, Strowman. And I know that's not like a five-star match waiting to happen. That's no shade to anybody. But like every time he turned around... Sammy's on the rope. Sammy's grabbing Braun's leg. And I know people are like, well, he's a heel. That's what he's supposed to do. You can do it as a heel to the point where I'm not ready to throw something at my TV because you're annoying me. Like, that's what it's coming down to. I, I don't know. It's just something I've seen, and now it's, it's bugging the hell out of me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I agree. But, um, yeah. But that just that just really made me mad. <laughs> I'm not even gonna front. That made me so mad. So overall, what did you guys think of the rumble? Let's give it a grade. So from A to F, F would be obviously the worst, and A would be super fantastic. Where would you grade it? Well, are we gonna um, finish up like the last two and all that? Because the whole rumble, the whole yeah. show. As a whole, you great in the whole show. You're like, overall, this show was this. I give it a strong A minus. Just because, just and just because there were certain matches that kind of dragged that kind of dragged it down. Okay. 
I think that the rumbles were really the, the men and women's rumble were both more entertaining than last year. Um, they didn't really rely so much on special guests this year. They had MVP come back on course edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish they did more with MVP. That would have been great to see him actually wrestle. Right. Uh, but I want to say overall production, everything is just a minus. Um, I think that the, they, with this being WrestleMania season officially started, this is how they're going to get storylines going because I think, Last year, I think they realized they boxed themselves into a corner because they have Becky, Rhonda, and Charlotte. And then they started the whole, and then like Kofi got added later because we all know Kofi was going to WrestleMania. That wasn't a, that wasn't even a, you know, a, a worry. But then they had to worry about filling the rest of the card up. And I think right. they don't, they don't want to back themselves into that corner again because there were a couple matches in Mania last year that seemed to drag on forever. So for, for storytelling and matches, I'd definitely give it a strong A minus. And whoever booked that show deserves a raise. Okay. Alexis is going with the A minus. What about you, Nicole? What's your grade? Um, I unfortunately am gonna give it a B. Ooh. And this is solely Bailey's fault. <laughs> I felt that in my soul. Damn. All right. Well, well that match is fault. Yeah. And I'm when I'm I'm not exaggerating. I said I literally like I went to sleep. Yeah. And it just completely just took just literally just took me out. Like I was like, how is that gonna? How is Charlotte winning the Rumble not take me out, but this match does. <laughs> she's got a savage. <laughs> it was that was just the complete it on and like um I and like you guys said earlier like honestly that I think that really should have been on the um, pre-show. Mhm. It really should have been on the pre-show. There's no point. Like that's how bad it was. And yeah. honestly, they could have put the U.S. Championship on there because I'm sick of that being on the pre-show. And that's facts. Or they could have put Shinsuke in a match with Braun Strowman. They could have had that feud play out. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I I don't want to see a singles match with them either. Um. Yeah, they could have. That's what I would have. That's what they should have. I don't think they realized like how much of a dud that was gonna be. Maybe. Um. I- but yeah, I would have put, I would have put that on a pre-show. Um, I give it a B plus, and the reason why I give it a B plus is one, I wasn't a fan of Bailey and um, Lacey's match either, and I, I, I don't blame it on the match. I blame that on Bailey because I think Bailey's phoning in a lot of her matches lately. And it's it's showing. It manifests in pretty much everything. Her her behavior, how she presents herself, it just doesn't work. And um, I'm over it. Um, I wasn't initially a fan of Brock Lesnar being in the Rumble. And what really upset me was some of the placement of some of the superstars there. Um, I felt like Morrison 
and Kofi and Big E could have lasted longer. They could have let them fight this out. And then closer to when, like when Rowan and them guys were coming in there, I was absolutely fine with them being eliminated because I don't care about them. And that's unfortunate, but some characters in the WWE, you just, or wrestling period, you just don't have any care or regard for wish him well you glad they're getting paid you glad they have a job but i wouldn't be mad if he wasn't on tv anymore because he irritates me simply because he doesn't brush his teeth and he looks like he doesn't wash every day so i'm i'm severely irritated by him however um i also wasn't a big fan of oscar and, and becky's match but i understood the significance of it and i was fine with it um, I just didn't really have much vested into that match. So that is the only reason why I'm giving it a B plus. It would be the two women's title matches and part of the men's Royal Rumble. And for me, the best part about it was the women's Royal Rumble. It was awesome. And of course, mm-hmm. like having Edge come back, just that was like the icing on the cake. Okay. It was awesome. I love the Rumble. The Rumble overall was good, especially for the first pay-per-view of the year. They really, really took the time to put on a good show. So I was fine with the Rumble, and I was I was satisfied, if that makes sense. Because a lot of times we watch the pay-per-views, and we just feel like this is some bullshit. Like, we didn't get anything out of this at all but complaining. And I genuinely love the rumble especially after the day like nicole mentioned earlier after the day we had and it was just a really nice distraction it was fun and most of it was high energy and you know fast paced it was just a good time so i give it a b plus and of course we can't go without saying drew mcintyre the emotions that he had when he won the royal rumble that was just like he, I was right, and I'm always right. <laughs> like, I, I don't mean to overstep Nicole, but it's just like, he won, and you can see, like, the emotions on his face, and he's trying so hard not to cry, and I'm like, please don't cry. No, he did, and I didn't oh. notice it at first until I saw people tweeting, they're like, oh, my God, they're like, oh, my, they're like, he's crying. Yeah. I was just, I was so proud of him. I was so happy for him. And, you know, don't drop the ball on this. Do not drop the ball on this WWE or we're going to be super pissed at you. I don't think they will. Because I think now that um, you got to give these superstars a chance. And if you're going to keep pumping in Lesnar every five minutes, then it's not worth it. Mm-mm. it's not worth it and it's not fair it's not fair to the guys in the back and y- you want to have you want to have decent rivalries that are fun and not just people popping in and f5ing you or kicking you in the balls and then walking away like they're the big man on campus and I know that Brock Lesnar probably in real life he's not a bad dude and he has you know he has his moments but I can't help but think that if it was truly that he, to me, I would have immediately dropped the title 
And I would have put my title on the line at Rumble. That's just me. If I wasn't going to be wrestling and any of that, you know, I know he's probably going to wrestle at Saudi and probably wrestle, um, more than likely wrestle at, at WrestleMania, of course. I still would have done it. I would have put my title on the line in that match. I don't care if I dropped it or not. I would have done that. And then he could have been a number one contender like usual. I don't care. But I would have done something because I feel like he just stifles things. I don't know if it's because of how WWE writes it and he just agrees with it or if he's switching up shit so that it works for him in his favor. I don't necessarily know. But I don't like him having a title all the time and nobody else can compete for it. You have to work twice as hard to get to the title, whereas he gets to sit at home twiddling his thumbs for six months and then come back and sell a Claymore kick, I guess. Yeah, I just just hope they don't mess it up so bad. I really don't want them to. I... It was just, it was just perfect. It was just perfect, and I was, and it's just like everything he's been through. Like originally ordained the chosen one, and then not going how he wanted it or should have went, and then leaving the company, and then really building himself on independency, and then coming back to NXT, becoming NXT champ, and it's just like, and then him having like coming in pretty good, and then and just completely like, just like lukewarm for X amount of time. And it was just, it's a lot. Like, if anybody, there's there's a lot of people back there who deserved it. But he really put in the work, and he put in the effort. And that's it. It's his time. Just go with it. Let him go. Let him do it. I him. agree. Agreed. And especially seeing, like, how, like, really appreciate. And that's how I knew he was a good guy, because so many people from in the locker room were saying congratulations too yeah. which really shows what kind of person that is it was because i figured you know okay like that's what they usually do for when someone wins like the world but it was just like so many and it was just like random people too and it wasn't even just people in wwe i've seen other people from like different promotions and from even the rock said something yeah yeah so that j- goes to show like his character too. So that's like okay, then this guy really deserves this, not only because he put in the work, because his character mm-hmm. is like a human being. I'm proud, of, I'm proud of him. I'm just so proud of him. And I'm, I'm not gonna say him be like I called it, I called it. I really didn't think he would do it. I, I didn't, didn't know who was gonna win. I was like, I in my head, I'll I do like, it. I'll do it every day. I didn't care as long as it was Roman. I was very, very concerned. I was very concerned. <laughs> and that's that's no shade toward Roman, like at all. We love but Roman. He's had his like, time though. I think we, he knows he's had his time. You you've had you. It's time to get some fresh blood on that title. Like no no offense, but it's time. Alexis might not say it, but I'll say it. And I've been saying it. Because <laughs> you're that kind of bitch who's gonna run. In my face, so I'm not <laughs> oh fuck you! <laughs> I love you. I know. I'm not. I'm not a modest person. I can admit that. Oh, you are not. You are not in the slightest. <laughs> I wish that the footage I had when he won 
would not have corrupted on my phone. Because that was the funniest shit I recorded last night. <laughs> my brother-in-law was here, and usually he doesn't come when we watch the pay-per-views, except for the big four. He came over and he was like, all right, Tiffany, I've been watching, because he, he only watches my page so he can, uh, you know, stay up on wrestling because he works a lot. And he came to the house and I was telling him, I'm like, yo, Drew's going to win. And he was like, okay. I've been hearing you talk about Drew McIntyre. And he was like, I don't know, Tiffany. They they might not give it to him. When they did, when he finally um took out Roman and, you know, well, when Edge took him out. And then I started to see how it was playing out. And he finally got the last person out. I went nuts. And I was screaming. I screamed so loud that last night I, my throat was sore. Like, Ooh. like I had scratched it. Oh, and damn, bro. My brother-in-law was looking at me like I was crazy. He was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, I told him that Drew McIntyre was going to win. And nobody believed me. And I was like, I, I knew this. I saw it. He was like, this shit is real for you. You really, you really. I was like, like no. Every, everybody has that has that moment in one of the big four. Okay, yeah. so like, I I really liked Drew, especially when I saw him come back in NXT, and I saw how they built him in NXT. I was like, oh yes, I fucking love this. And then when he got to the main roster, it just made him like a flunky for months, and I yeah. was like, what are y'all doing? You ruining him. Right. Same thing happened with Joe. I feel like they didn't give Joe no opportunities either. You got two of the best heels you could have. Rude, too. Rude is an awesome heel, but now he's fucking Corbin's bitch, and it just... Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work because it's not believable. It's like I get Corbin being a heel, but he's one of those type of heels. He's one of those type of guys that's only gonna get the championship possibly one time, if that. He is there solely to help move a storyline along or to help another person be built. I would not give Corbin any championship above the IC or United States Championship unless WWE has a serious brain fart and they have to give him the title. Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre could have been had the championship and you could have had solid rivalries with a bunch of people. Samoa Joe too, but you keep sleeping on them and this goes back to Lesnar. It's like you keep putting the title on fucking Seth Rollins too. And it's like, no, at some point you have to build somebody else. We're not going to keep sitting here and watching the same shit over and over and over again. Just like we were saying about the women's division, it's the same thing. Well, like, my thing is, look, okay, for Joe, Joe is for, Samoa Joe is 40 years old, and the way he wrestles, we don't know how much longer we have with him being able to do this. They, he should have been, and I'm not, uh, I'm not putting any bullshit on the U.S. title, but he should have been a multiple champion by now whether it was when he was on SmackDown, when he was on Raw. What, should he have had a main strap? I don't, what the fuck are you doing, Kat? I don't know <laughs> if he's been a main strap, but he should have been U.S. and Intercontinental. He should have been a tag team 
champ by now. He should have had more belts from the time that he's been on there till now. This is ridiculous, and they are wasting a very great talent like him, and it pisses me off. I just want to give a shout-out to Katrina for checking on me last night because I was not in a good mood after that. Uh, but did you, so Nicole, did you have a mark out moment like Tiff did when McIntyre won? <laughs> no, I was just relieved. Like She's I said, that's what I said. I was just relieved. I didn't, I didn't freak out because I was just relieved because I was looking because I was like, oh, I was like, don't do that. I was like, don't have him win, which is funny. What we're talking, um, I have his pop up in this um group wrestling group that I'm in and they were talking about how Roman and Shayna were originally chosen to win. Really? Yeah. And I guess Heyman convinced um Heyman convinced um Vince. Well it was at first it was supposed to be Roman but then he was like but um Drew was still going to eliminate Brock. And going to have still face him at Mania. Yeah, that was that's that was always the plan, anyways. But he was like, I guess he convinced them, no, we need to go completely all in for this guy. So instead of because I guess their reasoning, they were just going to have Roman win and have him challenge Bray Wyatt, which he's going to end up challenging Bray Wyatt anyway. So it don't matter. That was going to mm-hmm. happen regardless. Well, so. Let- have so the title for Heyman was like, no, we gotta go all in with Drew. We can't, we can't waste it. We just have to go, and so that convinced them to just change the all runner for Drew. And then his, re- and then their reasoning was, um, Shayna versus Becky wasn't a strong enough. They didn't feel like would be a strong enough Mania drawing. What do you think? Yeah. I could see it that that couldn't be you. I couldn't. I couldn't watch that match past. What time does Mania start? What time would I get there? Mania. What time does it start? Does it start at seven? It usually starts at six. Yeah. I couldn't watch that. I couldn't watch that past eight o'clock. Oh shit. Well, I don't. I would not be able to watch that. I would not be able to watch that match past eight. Well, think about it, because you've got Shayna is a slow type of, she's a targeted type of wrestler. She targets certain body parts. Her moves are very specific, and her matches are quite slow, especially if it's against somebody who doesn't play well with her. And I honestly thought at Survivor Series, it was very clear that Shayna going up against Becky wasn't going to be a good idea. Yes. So I'm not mad at the fact that Shayna didn't win. What I'm curious about is who they're going to put up against Becky. Because with her going through the entire roster, with the exception of Naomi and those who are injured or who are still out as of right now, the only thing I can think of is they could push forward and have um Oscar and her fight it out or they're probably gonna do what you said with that winner take all shit and I really I really don't like that. I don't think I don't, gonna... think, it, I don't think it's a winner take all. I think it would just be a tag. I'm, honestly I don't think they're gonna do that again because they they're not gonna do regardless of WWE liking to recycle things, they're not gonna do the same basically the same exact match with 
if Charlotte and Becky are both in it with two of the same exact people in the same in a year in a row. They're not going to do that. So that's just that's marketing. Well, first of all, it wouldn't even get past the marketing department. Agree. Okay. And it wouldn't get past shareholders. So th- that's not going to happen. Regardless. I, I'm yeah, curious they're, as they're, to what they're going to do. Because, I mean, to me, having Becky lose at Rumble was a better play. Because now you don't have this limbo shit happening. You could see how... Becky could, like Nicole said last podcast, she was like, Becky could just go completely nuts and go off the grid and then come back and just go off on everybody and they could have her at Mania and go up against Asuka again. I would have appreciated that. Like, that would have worked for me. I would have not been mad about that. Regardless of Charlotte winning the Rumble or not, I, that, that didn't mean anything. But you also could have had it play out. I mean, it just seemed like there was another way to do this without having Becky as the hero winning everything. And she, I don't know. I just timestamp this, but I really think that WWE learned their lesson last year because by the time Mania rolled around with that main event, I don't think anyone cared because at that point we were just like, someone fucking win. We just somebody win. We're tired of this. This has been shoved down our throats for the last six months. I don't think they're gonna do that again. And I think this is what that's what's supposed to be like the mystery of mania. Royal Rumble starts it, and then you're gonna have the build up time between it. Because last year it was so cut and paste, like you could tell. And I think this year they're like, we need to go back to, like, shit not being so blatant, if that makes any sense. No, I agree. Now, <clears throat> we gave our grade for Rumble. Do you have any final thoughts, concerns, issues? Mm-hmm. Nope, other than congratulations to Drew and fuck Randy Orton. <laughs> Oh, congrats, congrats to Charlotte, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Charlotte. I love her. I do. Fuck Randy Orton, I meant that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, give, we give Charlotte crap, but we do. We do love, love and appreciate Charlotte. her. We just like, yeah. She you just want the best Charlotte. You know, you just want the best of her. You don't want, you don't want no half-ass shit like what Bailey's giving. And I actually like Bailey. I just want I want something that, that that feels genuine from her and this doesn't. So step your game up or we're gonna have problems. Go go in hard or don't bother doing what you're doing. Agreed. Facts. So that that's all I'm saying on it. All right. Well on that note, thank you for tuning into this probably very chaotic episode of Down for the Count. <laughs> Down for the Count. Jesus Christ, I don't even know the name of my own podcast. We're tuning in for Down the Count. So this Down, down for the Count. So um, we're signing off. Good night from myself, Tiffany, and Alexis. Bye. 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 
Well, folks, there you have it. That is the end of our Royal Rumble special episode. Thank you so much for listening. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, we want to thank everybody who listens to our show on a weekly basis. We love and appreciate you, every single one of you. Now, next week, we are going to have a very special guest. Mr. Doc Wrestling is going to join us, hopefully. And he's going to help us ring in the... Black History Month. February is Black History Month, and we're going to talk about black history in regards to wrestling. And we're going to try to find as much information as possible to give you guys some true, clear content about black people and their contribution to the wrestling community. So if you guys want to hear that, and of course, our reviews of Monday Night Raw, AEW, NXT, and all of the indie content we give you, then don't forget to follow us here on Down for the Count, and we'll see you guys in our next one.